Hey, 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 welcome to uh, new, new and Approved. You're on today with Bib and we've got Hale, a, produ- a producer slash artist. Let's just call him a multimedia artist to you. Let's not, let's not be shy from it. Uh, hailing from the 30, Melbourne, or in its real name, Nam. Um, how are you going? Okay. I'm good, man. How are you? Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm great. And I love your, like the amount of green that you have in your room. Oh, yeah. It's very, um, very important. I'm a, I'm a proud plant enthusiast. Are you like, um, I guess, do you, do you consume plants strictly? Or as no. in, are you like vegan or vegetarian or anything like I'm that? I'm trying to be better at, uh, you know, consuming less animals and things like that. My, uh, my manager is a staunch vegan and... Um, <laughs> He's doing, he's doing work on me to, to, to get me to eat more of a plant-based diet. He calls, uh, he calls milk cow pust, and that grosses me out. It does, it does its job, yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I just like plants. Yeah, plants are pretty dope. I agree. Uh, did you know, I'll, I'll give you a fun fact about plants. Um, Please. So there's a, there's a species called the, fun, the fungi which are just basically mushrooms. They can vary from the mushrooms that you have like in food to mushrooms, you know, that can kill you. <laughs> but anyways, like 30% of like of all soil on the planet of Earth is made up of like fungi, like networks. So that's pretty cool. Just thought I'd yeah. uh, throw I've that out a there. A lot about fungi. Um, yeah, like apparently this like in-depth, amazing um, underground channels of fungi that like transfer information to different trees and stuff. I don't know where I, where I remember this from. My, my friend's really into mushrooms or mycelium, as he calls it. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool. They even had a TV show based around like that concept. The new, the new, the latest version of Star Trek was based around that. It was pretty, pretty good idea in, um, in concept, I'd say. I reckon, yeah. But uh, moving on to what we're actually here to talk about, your latest EP. When I first heard the, the name of it, um, Wildly, I thought it was desperate. I was like, am I reading this right? Do I need glasses? But then, like, um, <laughs> Liam explained to me that it's, uh, what does it mean again? Did you mind just explaining? Uh, Far-reaching. Uh, disparate means like, you know, you can, um, it's just another term to say different. You know, wildly disparate sounds is me just saying that I, I don't make sounds that sound the same as like the next song that I make, for example, or, or other people that are out there. Like I, I try to do a lot of different stuff, um, being the person who produces and mixes and records it and all that stuff. But yeah, I guess it, it relates to everything that I'm, like, I'm, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to mix a bunch of different elements together, like a bunch of cultural references in there, you know, there's a lot going on. Even from like a, a consumer like perspective, I think that's ideal and making it more artisanal and like handcrafted, I dare to say, like especially from being a producer as well, you're in a unique position where you can actually do that, you know? Yeah. Which is great. Well, that's, what, that's where I started. I, I, didn't, um, I didn't start as a rapper or anything. Like I, I've, I've been producing for for ages um and then uh like just before i moved to melbourne like maybe three and a half years ago i started rapping um and 
yeah, people obviously talk to it really well and um, I have a lot of fun writing. When you like, um, I don't know, I guess transitioned from just a producer to a rapper as well on top, was there like a specific moment that kind of like changed everything or was there like an, an event or something that made that made that change for you? Or was it more like a gradual thing? Nah, I, I like I like the idea that like people like Mad Lib and Dilla um, also rapped. But you no know, one really I, knew about that. You know, it's low key. Yeah, how people don't know that. Like Dilla is so raw when he raps, and yeah. and <laughs> Mad Lib, obviously Quasimodo, like that. Like it's yeah, it's just another little like avenue for them to express themselves and i i mess with that so heavy like those are my two, one of my like two of my favorite producers so um mm. when i first started rapping i was like you know trying to um do the whole mf doom slash quasimodo situation where i tuned my voice down or or like Yo. you know my voice so it didn't really feel like me but then as i kept on going i started to get more and more confident in like my um my flows and stuff like that and then i just kind of mm pitched it normally and yeah decided to present myself as such i don't know if there's any like particular moment but my first ever actual release like under um my own personal name it used to be called crooked letter it just got a really good reaction like like a really good reaction and and it freaked me out to be honest with you um uh because i didn't have anything to like follow that up with and there were people asking me like oh what what are you doing? What's going on? I was like, <laughs> "What's the next one, son?" Yeah, waiting. Not playing waiting. that far. Um, so it took. It's taken this long to feel like I'm an actual rapper. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you shouldn't even box yourself in in that category. I think you're more than just a rapper because when you come from a music production background. If you just say you're a rapper, you're just kind of like stopping yourself from being bigger than that because you can be bigger than that. Yeah, totally. Especially with, yeah. with your songs, like, uh, damn, like I hear so many different kind of like greats on there. Like I heard a bit of Mick, Mick Jenkins at one point. I was like, whoa, I didn't even, I didn't even like register it until like later on. And I feel like I can see where it makes a difference that you're a producer because especially with your drums and this is like what i was wondering earlier as well do you make your own drums like from scratch or do you use drum kits well yeah i i troll like relentlessly <laughs> for samples for sure i've got heaps like too too many samples i actually need to consolidate that but um sometimes i make my own stuff like i'll do recordings on my iphone and um and like get little field recordings and stuff to get a sense of like space and vibe um, and you know, sometimes I'll just get a knock of a fork or something and like layer it underneath a kick or a snare or you know, things up and down and, and things like that. Yeah. So, um, I'll, get that little extra texture. Yeah. Like unless, unless I can't make it by myself, I'll at least try to. Yeah. I like that. A man of detail. Yeah. I, um, I have, I definitely have OCD for sure. <laughs> A track I was like particularly interested in was like CCTV. Mm. To me, it felt like it was a relationship that continuously went in cycles and it was like a moment where you broke free from that cycle. Was this like a case of like perspective writing or is this 
something that you personally experienced? Where did your inspiration like? So many of these tracks, any any of the tracks that even like touch on a relationship or um, a, a love story, it's like was definitely true to form, like hit home um, for me. My last that was tumultuous <laughs> to say the least, man. Um, <laughs> And yeah, <laughs> sometimes it just yeah. be like that, man. <laughs> it, it really does. It really does. Um, so I had enough. I had enough personal experience to draw from. from. <laughs> At least you can make a couple of good songs out of it. Yeah, um, uh, I, I can't. I can't say that I. I regret the experience. Definitely know myself a bit more. You know. I got some songs out of it for sure. So yeah, yeah. So I felt a similar kind of vibe from like couldn't deliver. That was probably like one of my favorite tracks on that one as well, especially with the vocals at the start. I think it's like Taisha or Taisha. Jeez. At the end, with like the like all those instruments, the, the I don't know if it was a violin or a synth. It all kind of like crescendos I just learned what that even means today use the right yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I was going for I was going for, I was going for the crescendo yeah I mean like those two tracks are the, are the most explicitly direct songs that are about my previous relationship and um, I guess they both kind of like tell a story about the frame of mind that I was in in these in the different parts of that breakup like um, there were parts that I felt like I you know, um, I wasn't good enough, but then there were parts that like, you know, obviously showed that, um, sometimes you think about those, those different vibes and you're on different vibes as you process things. So yeah, those are just two like situations where I got some clarity. Like when I, I did, couldn't deliver, I hadn't broken up with my, with my ex yet. And, um, we had like went on a break for a little bit and I wrote that song in the middle of that break. So I was feeling some type of way about, you know, my part and things. And then in CCTV, we had actually broken up and like, it was a few months after that. Um, and I was, you know, pondering on again, my, my role in things. Like I'm definitely, uh, I'm always thinking about my role in the relationship. I want to, I don't want to, screw anybody over you know what I mean but I definitely like on that song realized that I didn't deserve what I got you know what I mean like yeah yeah there were things were out, out of my control yeah that's sometimes that's the hardest thing like especially being like as a, as a guy that's the hardest thing to like let go of realizing that you don't have control of certain situations and being able to like let go of that and realize that it's not on you you did all you could from here on it's it's not like up to you and it's up to whatever forces are out there yeah that's that's the, the the main ethos of like a lot of this stuff like obviously the, the the ep is like bookended by issues of race and stuff like that that's i was like by design like the first and the last song were the most racially inclined songs in the ep but um all the stuff in the middle you know is about relationships in the life within that and I can do only so much about you know my mind and the way I react to certain situations and how my like trauma defines how I react to things but everything else that's on that's on the next man that's on the next woman you know and yeah. just um talking um, in terms of choosing how you react and 
like you said, looking at your own role in whatever situation you're placed in. Um, I think that's important in tandem with relationships in terms of the, the race conversation because whenever some sort of situation happens, although there are all these forces that are against you, you kind of have to stick, like understand how you could have avoided that situation. So I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Yeah, you can only do so much. I think like, I don't know if it really comes through in the EP, but I, I feel like the racial aspect of things kind of defines how I handle myself in relationships. Like, I think my trust issues and, and, um, and certain um, ways that I handle myself uh, were like formed by like early experiences with race and with, you know, people at large just kind of like throwing um, stereotypes and ideals at you that don't really represent who you are. Um, mm. And in this particular relationship, I, I feel like that happened a lot. Like there was a lot of um, things that weren't indicative of me as a person. And mm. I'm realizing that I'm like, yeah, shit, man, I'm used to that. I'm used to, I'm used to people um, seeing things in me that actually aren't me at all. So I think uh, the act of putting the EP out and talking about this in such depth is was an exercise in just showing people who I really am. Yeah. Was it also cathartic, would you, would you say? Um, nah. <laughs> just <laughs> like releasing all these emotions and like thoughts, ideas and feelings. It was, it was, it was cathartic to release it, but that's like a blip on the radar compared to the amount of time I went laboriously mixing these tracks and continually hearing yourself talk about this stuff over and over and over again is kind of torturous, man. A lot of the, a lot of the verses were, um, were kind of not one take, but like, um, comping together of, of, of two or three really good takes, but like the, the mixing aspect of it. Um, yeah, that took a long, long time. I reckon I did, I did at least, at least 20 different mixes of CCD TV alone. Um, but it's fun. I don't know. I can't explain it. Like what? geeking out. Mixing. What software do you use? Um, <clears throat> Ableton. All the way. Oh, you're an Ableton man. I can kind of hear it in the sound as well. It's a bit more like analog. Yeah. Oh, well, like, I, I, uh, I spend a lot of time looking for um, analog emulation plugins like um, vinyl emulators and tape emulators just to make it sound less computery. I spend a lot of time on that for sure. I see. Um, in hotlines, there's a particular word that kind of stuck out from the recordings um you got your friend or your peers they say um wusa now me that was like the first time i've ever heard that word i was just wondering if you could it's from um it's from the karate kid <laughs> it's um you know when mr miyagi um was like teaching the karate kid how to breathe it's like breathe in and breathe out wusa whenever i experience microaggression i just like try and remember that i need to breathe through it and not get overtaken by the emotion that I'll initially feel. So 1-800-WUSAR is just being like, you know, just calm down, just process. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't even, I don't even remember. It was so long that I've, since I've seen that movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's all we have for today. Thank you guys for tuning in to New and Approved with our new friend here, Ichao. 
we're going to be playing some of his tracks today. And um, Liam, did you have anything to add before we said goodbye? Um, I've just been just been listening. It's been quite a, quite a good listen. I've I've missed Ajale. It's been a while since I've had a chance to talk to him, and I'm doing it vicariously through a bell here, and it's been great. It's a long time to see, man. See you, dude. To have a fly on the wall listening in. <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any uh, parting messages from you to the people of Sin? Uh, thank you for the support. Like, obviously, to Sin in general, thank you guys for putting me on playlists and playing me on the radio and. Yeah, I appreciate that beyond I can really express. And thank you for everybody who's actually listening. It's really cool. Really, really cool. Appreciate you guys.